Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. Hello, uh, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Well, I mean, yeah, I uh, I went to go get my beard trimmed today. Yeah, looking tight. Thanks, bud. Um, because it was getting a bit, bit messy. Uh, it's still long. Yeah, you well, haven't taken a, well, out no, any of the length. I, I wanted the length still on it, but it was like uneven. There was a comment that was left on yesterday's Monday Night War video that said, uh, the guy on the right, uh, his beard's really uneven, unless that's his gimmick. And I was like, it's... What a gimmick. <laughs> the, the guy with the uneven beard. So I was like, yeah, I really do need to get this sorted. Also, like, I hadn't trimmed my tash or like the... I was getting lots of hairs over it. Mm-hmm. It was tickling up on my nose and this and the other. So I just went and asked them to just sort of lean it up a little bit, make sure it still keeps its its fullness, because I can't grow a full beard, so I need this to like look as full as possible. And uh, then they did this. It cost me £12. That's a lot. It is a lot. I was, considering I was in there for, I'd say, a maximum of seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And worse still, the thing that actually took me the longest to do, get this was to go and get cash. Oh, they still haven't got a card machine that place. God damn it. It's cash only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ca- I actually, for- I'd forgotten how to use an ATM. Mm. And I didn't know where an ATM was. And they were like, oh, if you head up to here east, there's in one BT in there. sports office. You've got to go into their canteen. Yeah. And there's one in there. It's hidden in a phone box. And honestly, I got up to it and I was like, actually, I've forgotten how I'm supposed to use these machines now. You try and thumb print it open. <laughs> Just tapping my card Thumbprint on the screen. recognition. I was like, money. Start uh, calling out your PIN number. So I, I, you know, I got money out. And then I suddenly thought, oh, actually, I haven't checked how much it is. So I didn't want to, like, get, you know, get money out, go back there and run. I, I didn't actually get enough out. And I am in Hackney, so I took out 40 quid. You'd think a beard trim would take, would be less than 10 pounds. Well, yes, but also, as I said... £10 I mean, is like 15, fourteen, fifteen $15. Yeah, but US like people. to get my hair And I think 3000 Canadian or, or Australian. But back in the day, like when I used to get my hair cut there, it was like 35 40 quid. And I was like... I, really? Yeah, oh yeah. 
I it's... used to get it done there. It was 24. No, no, it was like 30. But maybe I used to get my beard done as oh, well. Yeah, so yeah. maybe like they had that on top. And mm. I was like, well, I don't really know how much this is. So I had to take out, I took out 40 quid. Now I've got... Quick maths. I've got this. Yeah, what is that? Look at this, look at this in my pocket. What am I, what am I, what am I going to do with this? I'll have it. Well, I actually almost would rather give this to you because I've got zero use for this now. I then went to go and buy... Look at Mr. Moneybags over here. It's not a case of Mr. Moneybags. I, I've I... got too much money in my pocket. Oh, man. What Take I could, my cash. What I could do with 20 quid. Like I, need, I need this 20 quid. What are you going to do But I it? can't spend it on anything because <laughs> nowhere takes cash. Yeah, they do. Like, I, I went to go buy lunch today because afterwards I was like, well, I've got money. I'm going to go buy myself lunch. It was card only. So I had to tap the and pay the seven but quid for my lunch there. Food trucks. Got, if you go to the blue van, he's probably you know cash no, in hand. He's cash only now as well. Sorry, he's card only now. Really? Yeah. But the tax man might find out. Look, I've even got coins. Wow. You've also, you've dropped a fiver on the floor. Oh my god, I have as well. Look, at that, I've got twenty eight pounds mm -hmm. in actual cash. Well, you know, you can use this to teach your daughter about physical currency. Yeah. Because the kids these days, she'll have no, she'll have no concept just on TikTok, have TikTok no and credit cards. Oh I can God. literally do that. That's for, how for three swipes. <laughs> yes, you can make it rain. You can make it. You, you, that sort of making it rain was the equivalent of going. Was that? <laughs> was that? Is that rain? It's, no, I think it's past. I don't know what that was. You look out. You're like, do I need a coat? I'll probably be all right. Yeah, I'll be all right. I'll, I'll make it to the station. <laughs> if you went out with Hook. With that amount of physical dollar, mm. you'll embarrass yourself. Yeah. Because he needs to, you know, a carder all over those sexy dancers. You were trying to think of the best PC way to say it there, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I nearly said, I nearly confused them with sex workers, but they're not set, they're, they're dancers. They're dancers. Mm, can't say that anymore. Can you not? I don't know. <laughs> Got this email here from Alex said, Hi, Ollie and Luke. Hope you guys are good. Long-time listener, wrestling MediaCon attendee, oh. and WrestleGate guy. Oh, brilliant. I know Luke has received some flack in the past for baby talk on the podcast, but I really appreciate it. Me and my wife has a six-month-old beautiful baby boy, Harry, and a lot of the struggles Luke talks about with sleep, etc., we go through as well. It's always good to know that there are people out there who are sleeping as little as we are. <laughs> Keep up the amazing work. You've got me through a lot of the sleepless nights with the boy. Gutted that Ollie hates AEW now. Jam that jam. Peter's a fake champion. And actually, look, there is a photo of us. Oh, yeah. Look at us together. That photo there, that was on the day where we had our professional photo shoot photos done yes. as well. Yeah. Uh, you can tell because you've dressed nicely I, for the event. I popped on a jacket. The uh, I, I've got some, you know, you're you're having bad sleep. Alex there was having bad sleep. Mm. So we, I've somehow teared or torn one of the bed sheets. <gasps> so we've now only got one set of bed sheets. So when we wash them, quick turnaround. So they're ready for that night. They weren't dry. So we had to sleep in blankets. And I, I think that experience is on a par with having to raise a six-month baby. Well, I told you when we were at a hotel in St. Helens, uh, the kid wasn't sleeping in the travel cot, so my wife had to put her in bed with her. It's mm -hmm. the only way that we can get her to sort of sleep. That means I can't sleep in the bed as, as well, because if you are bed sharing, which we don't like to do, 
Uh, not against it or anything. It's not what we want to do. No, um, no, no. Say what you think. <laughs> People who bed share with their babies are freaks. Not at all. I actually think it's quite lovely, but you know, it's hard to get them off of it, which is why we're not doing it. Mm. Um, so I had to go sleep on the chaise lounge that was in the room. Luckily enough, we were in a Premier Inn that had a chaise lounge there. Fancy. But it didn't have any extra sheets. So I had to use one of the baby's blankets. <laughs> and as you'd imagine, they're not built for fully grown adult men. No, that would hardly cover your, your bottom. Yeah, yeah. It, it barely covered my legs. Oof. So I just watched Rampage live instead. Wow. That's, that's a good way to get around that situation. Yeah. I remember that you told me this story because then I, I sung you the chaise lounge song. <laughs> you did. On the yeah. chaise lounge, on the chaise lounge, on the chaise lounge, all day long on the chaise lounge. I went to a beef eater because it was attached to the Premier Inn. Yeah, they do that, don't they? Yeah, mm. it was really nice, actually. I mean, I had a, had their vegan burger and a couple of pints. And it was like you one of those places where, well, we haven't got a bar, but you can just go to the beef eater, get a pint and bring it back. And I thought I was just getting like a little plastic cup or something. No, I've got an actual pint glass. There are a few greater joys than a beef eater or a harvester or is harvester, my pick of yeah. choice. Go to town on that salad bar. Yeah. Croutons, croutons, croutons. Well, that's what Kate was asking me. She was like, is this the one with the salad bar? And I was like, nope, you're thinking of a harvester. Oh, it's all about the harvester. <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't go back there because I bet my tastes have matured and it just all tastes like cardboard. But man, that was my go-to when I was a teenager. Absolutely loved a harvester mm. or a Toby Carvery. Oh, go down there, meet yeah. a choice, Yorkshire puds, potatoes at the wazoo. Why are they making money on these prices? <laughs> Everything is four pounds. <laughs> And it's unlimited food. Um, oh, yeah, because I also talked uh, talk to you about T-based services, a.k.a. Yeah. what some people claim is the greatest service station in the UK. <laughs> I would argue that Cobham is better, but, you know. Come on, man, we're already losing viewers with the AEW hate. Don't go chucking another political situation in all, here. All I'm saying is that T-Bay doesn't have a Leon, uh, whereas <laughs> Cobham does. Anyway, let's get into the on that bombshell. <laughs> let's get into the major on Luke completing his final form of Alan Partridge. <laughs> let's get into this main show itself. Cody wasn't on the show, everyone, so let's talk about Cody Rhodes. Here's the show. Cody Rhodes waited three whole hours. He wasn't announced or anything, but I feel like it was their duty to deliver. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, DAD, your jam that champion. Here comes the belt. Welcome to the Raw Review podcast. Please press subscribe. Leave a comment down below if you're watching the on-demand version and get in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support or read out every single one of them before the end of the show over five US dollars or more. Yeah, and your stinky Australian or Canadian ones. None of it. So the the large story on this episode was Stone Cold having accepted Kevin Owens' invitation to a talk show segment at WrestleMania done over social media. Yeah, so Kevin Owens God, made that the... just sounds like such a depressing sentence to encapsulate 2022. Hold on. Are you telling me that 
in all of your fantasy bookings of Stone Cold Steve Austin's return to the ring, it didn't involve a talk show segment and making that announcement on Twitter. A well-produced video on Twitter. He rode up on his Doom buggy. Uh, what I did have in, though, thankfully, was how much he'll promote his own brand of beer. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's like, I'm, I'm happy. That's all I wanted from this Stone Cold return. Uh, how are you getting on with this whole, it's been 19 years? Because that's what they're like. When, so Kevin Owens made the, the challenge last week and Corey Graves on commentary was like, it's been 19 years. Mm. And, um, well, it's been 19 years since he had a match. But he was on WrestleMania just a few years ago. He was on Raw a couple of years. He's he always comes back. He's been on multiple WrestleManias since then. You're gonna get to see a stunner, folks. They saw him kick Byron Saxton in the dick and two he, years ago. He did a stunner at WrestleMania <laughs> a few years ago on Xavier Woods. Oh yeah. So like it's yeah, but even in Austin's promo, he's like, "It's been 19 years, and I got pent up aggression." I'm like, they are. It feels like all of the booking around this is if it is a match. But then Steve Austin was like, I ain't going to do a match, but can you plug my beer? Yeah. Uh, and But they are still pretending like all of the writing around it is still, it's it's the first time he's been back in 19 years. We got this in the opening promo. We will get to the Cody stuff, but it's all interlinked with Owens, Seth, and Steve Austin. KO opens the show with an in-ring promo and a, a very nice hey to open, mm -hmm. uh, a reference to Scott Hall, who sadly passed yesterday. And... KO buries Texas. He buries all of America, really, or the United States at least. He said Canada's much better. It's true. And then he did, you know, he was like building it up like it was a match. He said they're going to main event the Saturday night of WrestleMania. And I just, but like under his breath, they go in a talk show segment. Yeah. You don't think that's going to actually main event, do you? No, well, no. Ronda Charlotte is going to main yeah. event Saturday night. I think they've announced that that's main eventing Saturday night. But they just said this was main eventing. Yeah, but like in the same way that CM Punk versus The Undertaker was a main <laughs> event of WrestleMania. Yeah, oh, you mean a featured match, W? I see what... No, you're saying the wrong word again. Yeah, it's WrestleMania has five main event matches. Mm -hmm. Stupendous. So he... Across yeah. two nights, that's ten. It's going to be a talk show segment. Uh, and then there was a, a cut back to the wide, the sort of hard cam, and I thought, oh, that cameraman's out of place. And then... It was Don Callis. <laughs> yeah, Owen stunned the cameraman, who took a, took a pretty good bump, I thought. Yeah, it was really selling good. the stunner. Um, so, yeah, it was just like, where when AEW did this, who I do hate, by the way... <laughs> It was really masterfully done, that Don Callis cameraman reveal. Yeah. And, you know, when you, you you noticed the cameraman getting in shot, but you never twigged. Here it was just like, oh, <laughs> it just looks a bit lame. I'm getting the impression that you didn't enjoy this episode of Raw. No, I, well, I there were parts I really enjoyed, but the overall substance of this episode, which was the Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Stone Cold Steve Austin, maybe Cody thing, that was... An hour of the show yeah. went through the entire episode. It bookended and had a segment in the middle. I, th I just, I hate it. I love all the people involved. Yet this is a trash story and a waste of two incredibly talented people at WrestleMania and one of the biggest ever wrestling superstars' return. Well, the issue that we have here is that they've put both of their world titles into one program 
So it sort of leaves everyone else scrambling to find something to do. And a talk show segment. Well, that's I know, but I think that they wanted to do Owens versus Austin as a match. Mm -hmm. I think this was always intended to be a match, and it's now no longer a match, but they still want Austin involved. So they're treating it as if it is a match, but are just doing, you know, every now and again it's had to be that it is a talk show segment. But there's still all the promotion around it is still it's 19 years since he stepped inside this ring as if it is he is stepping inside for a, a you know he even said like oh I don't, if it's a call it a fight call it a match call it whatever you want I'll be there um and and it meant that our main event tonight was two very talented wrestlers fighting over who was going to be the host of a talk show segment of WrestleMania at one point when like the the, the match got made the main event Sonya Deville made it cut back to the commentators. Corey Graves was like, man, Kevin Owens hosting Steve Austin is one of the biggest things to happen in WWE. It could be even bigger if Seth Rollins does it. And I'm like, way to bury Kevin Owens there. Like what? So if Seth Rollins doesn't win now, we've now got the inferior version of it. And what does that even mean? I don't think it would be. Because KO's got the talk show. And Austin's promo was on Kevin Owens. It wasn't like, I also hate you, Seth Rollins. So, yeah, you're talking about a midway through the episode segment. Seth Rollins was really sad. He no longer had a way to get to Mania, but his best friend Owens did. Seth has an idea, runs down to the ring, invites Owens out, and is like, I'm going to also do a talk show segment with Steve Austin. And Owens is like, dude, that's my idea. And I was just like, this is kind of funny. I like the way they're interacting, but at the same time, God, it sucks. Well, he, yeah, here is... But then Sonya Deville came out and said, hey, I like that idea. You'll have a match as the main event. This is one of those things where I liked the performances so much that it made me forget how silly all of this is. Because I really enjoyed their backstage segment they had as well, where Owen said, it was like, you're the guy that beat Triple H at WrestleMania. You're the guy that beat Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. You're the guy that lost to me at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, you are, like, it can't be WrestleMania without Seth Rollins. And then Rollins goes out to the ring, he's like, I've got this brilliant idea. I'm also going to do, and Kevin is like, no, but dude, I'm, that's my idea. We, we've already, we're already doing it. We could, maybe you can think of something else. Like, no, no, no. We'll have a match tonight. And they were so funny and they bounced off each other so well. I did enjoy, I actually really enjoyed this. And it's only when you take a step back and you don't look at it under that microscope and you're like, yeah, this is two wrestlers fighting over who was going to be the host of a talk show segment at WrestleMania. And as someone pointed out in the Fightful Post Raw review, the loser of this match is actually going to get a wrestling match at WrestleMania. Yeah. I well, you, I guess the the threat would be you have nothing to do at WrestleMania, because how would you possibly find something for Seth Rollins to do on two nights? In fairness, looking at that roster, who else is he going to face? Like there are no other people that are near his level. Amos, well, he's in the he's in the no. battle royal though. Uh, so this ended up in the main event. It was really good. Awesome. <laughs> uh, KO versus Seth, like even though they're both heels, such a hard dynamic to get right. They were back and forth. They were yelling at each other. Seth's like screaming at him, I need this. And I thought, God bless you two in the ring right now. You are trying your damnedest to make me invested in this storyline. But I, you did get absorbed. I just could never get past the fact that this is all nonsense. Um, and Kevin Owens won. 
clean as a clean as a well i say clean as a whistle there was a moment when rollins got the visual pin i actually thought it was a really inventive ref bump as well because the ref didn't actually get bumped the ref just got knocked out of position he had to sort of dive out of the ring mm. to not get bumped into the corner and then rollins stacked owens up and had him down for about seven or so but the referee was too slow to get back in so owens kicked out at two but it was a nice inventive visual pin but in the end of the day, it was Owens getting the stunner and getting the one, two, three. So after that, I thought, oh, God, because I could see how much longer was left. I thought, we're not a... It's When's Cody coming out? It's it's too too close to the end of the show. And the show just goes off air with Seth looking dejected and sad. Yeah, and Corey Graves saying, his mm. hopes have been dashed. This has become a nightmare for him. So two Cody-adjacent words... But at the same time, WWE do this all the time. Or, or like, maybe it's not even a WWE thing. Maybe Corey just is just Corey. putting in some references because he loves to troll people. In the same way that we think Edge did it when he was like looking for his challenger, he was dropping Cody references. The Miz was dropping Cody references before announcing Logan Paul. Totally. So the report was, if Cody was coming into WWE for a match at WrestleMania, this was the show in Jacksonville, Florida, where he would do it. Because we all know what happened in Jacksonville, Florida. In the parking lot, three years ago. <laughs> you were there, you were there, I saw you. You had that guy there, in the parking lot, three years ago. I'm a ring of honor, 17 years before that. <laughs> it was where AEW was birthed three and is ago. their home ground. Yeah. Uh, so, but that didn't happen. So I guess the idea is, I don't know, you, you were saying earlier in the office that Cody might just turn up at the pay-per-view. Like Seth, similar to John Cena a couple of years ago in that match with The Undertaker. It's like, I've got yeah, no one to face. It was a match. How long did it go? About like two and a half minutes or something. Yeah. But it was a match. It's not what I thought of. Again, it's not what I would have fantasy booked no. for Cena versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. But you, I guess Seth comes out. He's like, I need to face someone. I'm Seth freaking Rollins. And then Cody Rhodes's entrance music hits at WrestleMania. And there's no actual build. Yeah. Or maybe next week, Rollins just makes an open challenge. And it was like, I am going to be at WrestleMania. Because they've still got two more weeks. or so. I think they've got two more shows or something. I am going to be at WrestleMania. And I am going to issue an open challenge because I have to be on this card. Or like you said, like you actually just do it on the show. And that is where you debut Cody. Like you don't need to do it here uh i mean it would have been great to do it here but the i think the benefit of holding off and just doing it as a mania thing i think Meltzer kind of compared it to the hardy's situation when mm. they came back is that for me his first promo can then be on the raw after mania and like that in front of that audience they're going to appreciate that cody Rhodes promo than wherever they are i think they're in chicago next week which i you know would, they would have probably appreciate mm. but i think that that raw after mania crowd are really going to appreciate a cody Rhodes return to wwe promo but the word is he is going back like that is like everyone internally is under the belief and i think that w, like them dropping these references the fact that rollins clearly has no other direction possible says to me that he is going to be there that's a good point it's not like they set up a new thing for Seth to do. Yeah. That plate is still spinning. Um, do you think WWE have missed the the uh, the chance for momentum here on Cody? We were talking about this in the office earlier. Like, actually, last week, Adam asked us, 
do you care about Cody going back? And Pete, I mean, Pete doesn't care, but Pete, <laughs> Pete hates everything. But I think Andy's that fussed about it. Like, I still am. Like, I'm still intrigued to see what a, a Cody in WWE looks like. For me, anything to get a black eye on AEW. Because <laughs> you hate them so much. Um, but I do think that the momentum for it has died off somewhat. And I kind of feel bad for WWE in a way, particularly after last night's Raw, because WWE never teased that Cody was going to be mm. on that show. They never promoted that Cody was going to be on Raw last night. They never hinted at it in any way, shape or form. But Twitter thought that he was. So Twitter got them all got themselves all worked up that Cody's going to be there tonight. The amount of people I got messages from that said, I don't watch Raw, but I did watch yeah. last night's show to watch the Cody Rhodes debut, and I'm never watching this show ever again. It's like, well, that's not that's not WWE's fault. Like, they never promised you that he was going to be there. This isn't John Cena at the Royal Rumble, where they said he was going to be in the Rumble, then on the show was like, by the way, he's not actually going to be in the Royal Rumble. Thanks for buying the pay-per-view. <laughs> Like I, so I kind of feel bad for them in a little way. It's a, do you remember when on One Division, there was an episode of One Division after they had the Quicksilver thing. Spoilers, spoilers. But yes, there was a moment when a, a character said, "Oh, I know a physicist. We're going. I'll go and speak to them." And like they tease up for like that's the next episode. We're going to go speak to this physicist. The internet went mad. It's Reed Richards. Mm. This is how they're bringing Reed Richards into the MCU. It's going to be Reed Richards, and it was just some random guy. And they were like, there were people that were so mad at that episode of WandaVision that it wasn't Reed Richards. And I'm like, that's your fault. Like, that's not the MCU's fault that that wasn't Reed Richards. He's going to be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Get mad at that movie. So I, I, I think that Sweden getting themselves all worked up over Cody and then him not and then him not being there is a bit of a shame because I think that has killed the momentum even further for Cody's eventual return. I did, yeah, WWE, of all the times they false advertise and do it quite do abhorrently, yeah, yeah. Uh, this isn't one of those occasions to get angry at them. But, you know, you do it all the rest of the time, so <laughs> screw it. I'm going to be angry with you. Uh, the uh, This isn't to say that when Cody does turn up in WWE that it's not going to ignite all of the momentum back again. I think it will still be a huge deal. But, yeah, in terms of the story feels old now. Yeah, and I think if we are going to do two more weeks of Rollins has no direction, mm. I think that's going to hurt it even further. Or well, it could build. I could see it building anticipation. Yeah, like look how many. I, I, I suppose if, like, if, yeah, if, you, yeah. if you don't just say open challenge, you say I will have a mystery opponent at Mania. People can fill in the blanks. There. That's what I was about to say then. Yeah, like that is that at least sets up the expectation that something is going to happen mm. at Mania. And then, yeah, I, I could see that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, let's see what you guys. You're calling me on Discord. Say. Am I? Yeah, it says here Discord audio. Ollie Davis is calling me. Maybe that's. <laughs> Accept it? Oh, no, I've just hung up. Because I'm in on your login, but my laptop's <laughs> there. Huh? What have you done? <laughs> I should never have found the video call someone on Discord thing. <laughs> Okay, let's open up your chats. Uh, James Dobinson says, Wow, that main event angle was dumb, even by recent WWE standards. Why would Stone Cold appear on a Rollins talk show when they made it very clear that Stone Cold's only motivation for returning is the Texas bashing from Owens? Just so utterly random. I hope they hold off Cody's return until WrestleMania. So glad it wasn't last night, as it would have been wasted on that crowd. Zero reaction to Owens opening up with Hey Yo said it all. And then the Razor chance after the tribute, R.I.P. Scott Hall. Yeah, people said that it felt like a very dead crowd last night. I thought they got into the main event, though. Yeah, but that's a good point, though, on like... what The crowd were chanting for Cody at one point as well, when Seth and, uh, Seth and Owens were backstage. Mm. And he was like, you just need to think of something. And Ron's like, I've got an idea. And he walks off. There were Cody chants. Cody, Cody. But back to Dobinson's point here. Yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense. Sonya Deville comes out and like, oh yeah, okay, so the winner of you will get to face Stone Cold. I'm like, it's not your decision. It's not WWE's decision. Stone Cold has agreed specifically to confront Kevin Owens. He's going to be pretty pissed off if he gets in the ring and it's Seth Rollins. Yeah. And as actually a few other people have pointed out, there's nothing stopping Rollins from also being one like part of that segment. Just do a double hosting deal. As uh, we all know in WWE, the most important things are the talk show segments. Steve Swiss. 
At this point, WWE has blue ball fans so much teasing Cody that he'll probably get a tepid response, or even worse, booze, when he finally does return. Do you think this is purposeful on WWE's part to get revenge on or punish Cody? But I don't think WWE have blue balled fans. No. Like they have never gone out of their way to say that Cody's going to be on any of the show. So I don't, I don't think it is a, a a punishment on Cody or anything like that. No. If they said, "Oh, we've got a huge, big." surprise opponent for Seth Rollins in the main event of this show and it's Austin Theory that is 100% total blue balling this is you mean what they did at Madison Square Garden yes <laughs> yeah. this is fans getting themselves into uh, expectations Jack Nichols I might be one of the few people who is gutted we're probably not getting an Austin match don't care about the in-ring work perspective but Austin was the master of the walk and brawl and that crowd would be mad for it R.I.P. Scott Hall keep being excellent I still yes. think you're gonna mm. get that at Mania they're still gonna have a fight and Austin will hit a stunner and maybe even count himself the three afterwards and just say Will it be 10 minutes of brawling in the crowd, though? No, well, you don't need to keep... All you need is just a Luther's press, stunner, away you go. Eternal Blue, Menberg, for 10 months. Not only is it lame that they're fighting over a talk show segment, all this is showing is that no modern WWE performers are half the star Austin is. Apart from Brock and Roman, who aren't on this show anymore. Punk Rocks and Soda. Not sure if it's been said yet, but I think we're far too past the point where Cody would get a big reaction. The iron has cooled far too much at this point. I don't see him escaping WWE's mid-card at this point. I said that when he first left, though. Mm. That he is a mid-carder for life in WWE. He's not going to be WWE champion Cody Rhodes. We, we did discuss this just a few minutes ago, but I think if he comes back at Mania... I do think he'll have. They'll get that. Will be big. Yeah. Mitchell Atley. Me and my friends were discussing who Seth's opponent could be at Mania, and we stumbled upon the idea of it being Bron Breaker's debut match, if not Cody. Who would you guys pick to face Seth? Well, if Bron Breaker <laughs> is probably going to win the NXT title back at the NXT show they're doing the night before, I think. I think it's the morning. Is it the morning of? It's like 11 a.m. Well, yeah, he's probably beating Dolph Ziggler for the title there. Um, so, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think it'd be Bron Breaker. But that's what I was saying to you earlier, like, you look up and down that card, there's no one because they have spent the last two years telling you that the only stars that matter are Brock and Roman. So now everyone just feels like mid-card fodder or way below what Seth is. A returning Elias. Good way to repackage him. Andrew, the last airbender. Hey, yo, I don't even mind that there was no Cody. I missed the show, but saw a report that Veer cost Seth the match, and that was the WrestleMania match we were getting. While no Cody was lame, nowhere near the darkest timeline. Love you guys for what you do. Thank you, Andrew. I mean, you say that, but like, we often say debut people in big storylines. That would be a big storyline to debut him in. Also, he's a handsome chap, his old Veer. What? Have you not seen how handsome Veer is? I guess not, because the lingering image I'm always left with is him doing cross-eyed. Yeah, because he did the Ahiago phase. <laughs> but like, he is, like, all the pictures of him posing in Ikea, he's a, he's a genuinely handsome chap. Laksiham uh, Narasimham B. I mean, this is the company that teased a Vince in ring return. They didn't do that They either. didn't do that either. That was reports. Yeah. Or rumours. Um... And honestly, any trolling felt is on those who fell for it. In other words, it's on you people. Narasimhan B's cutting a you people promo. I kind of like Edge's promo, although it wasn't better than Adam's you people rant on Lord of the Board. Uh, I did like Edge's promo. I thought Edge's promo was very good. Well, keep getting your chats in. We'll There's get one to... more here. Is there? Uh, oh, no, I thought that was in a, uh, it's a different segment. Sorry, I do apologize. 
Keep getting your chats in. We'll answer every single one of them over five US dollars. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. The opening of the show was obviously Kevin Owens and stuff. And then we got Finn Balor versus Damian Priest for the United, not for the United States title, but that's kind of the lingering championship hovering over these two. And for no reason whatsoever, Austin Theory comes out to join commentary. We get a whole recap of Theory and Pat McAfee on SmackDown, which was great. Yeah. I like that segment. Um, but, Priest, but, this, yeah. but Priest and Finn just had to stand in the ring these blood feuding men yeah like, like oh my god i'm so mad at you like, particularly damien priest because he's like oh my god i'm so mad at you now my damien side but we need to talk because this three minute mm. video package has got to play beforehand well there's many places you can be a pro wrestler but there's only one place you can be a wwe superstar <laughs> and stand in the ring like a lemon uh but you know priest and Balor were brilliant as always they i think they work really well together mm. in the ring started out started out hot priest like power well, they had to yeah <laughs> it's there for three minutes <laughs> uh priest sort of it was kind of a razor's edge wasn't it on the announcer's desk yeah so the report with that is for the last couple of weeks he was using the razor's edge as a finish and srs asked uh, you know his contacts and a producer told him the priest wasn't going to be using the reckoning anymore because that's the crossroads mm. and because cody's coming back they don't have two guys with the same finish so he was going to start using the razor's edge more and the i think the, the i can't remember the exact wording was but like if he does it for a few more weeks that tells you a lot like it's not oh. it's not done on it's not done on uh by accident he won with the reckoning but here. he won with the reckoning here so and that was when i wrote down there's no cody on this show then mm. uh i thought wasn't it last week's NXT where, I can't remember his name, hit uh, Razor's Edge and everybody, like Lance Storm and everybody was like, that's because, ban this move. Well, no, he it was ban that guy from doing the move. I thought because it was, he, wasn't it ban the move? Because there's no way to protect the back of your head and stuff. I thought it was just specifically that guy. Oh. But um, yeah, like it's because he like launched that poor fella into the air. So, I mean, you know, like Hernandez used to do the border toss mm. and the border toss was like, I don't give a toss about where you land. <laughs> Uh, well, the, apparently Damien Priest sort of indebts a lot of his career to Scott Hall. So it was a really nice reference anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Balor got distracted by Theory, gave him a shotgun drop kick as he's on the announcer's desk. And when he gets back in the ring, Priest wins with the Reckoning and Theory gets a selfie with Finn. Well, I guess... US champ. Well, I guess that, yeah, Finn retains over Priest at Mania and then he loses to Theory on the Raw after Mania. That's not bad. And it's a way, because if Pat McAfee, who's probably going to win at WrestleMania, it's a good way to reheat up Austin by putting a title on him. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You wouldn't you wouldn't want the guy <laughs> going for the title to get momentum and wins, would you? I'm just prejudging the situation here. Uh, Amos took on Commander Aziz next. This Raw was. Underground implodes! <laughs> I didn't think of that. Uh, this was actually mighty fine. No, shut up! Are it, you kidding me? It was, well, I mean... It was exactly what it was, which was just two lumbering fridges falling into each other, and then one of the fridges winning. Wow! There was all yeah, only went two minutes. Yeah. There was also a moss trying to suplex, but like not taking a bump. A moss can't take a bump. 
front suplex Aziz, and he only gets him halfway up. Doesn't drop him, powers him the rest of the way up. Oh cool. my god! And then he like fired up off that. I thought that was very good. And still, no one cares. But let's let's not uh, lose sight of the fact that he can't wrestle. <laughs> so this is not going anywhere. It's because he's not doing those spin kicks anymore. <laughs> Devastating. So. Why wouldn't you save this for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? You've um, just blown off the only thing you can build to defeat a moss. Well, no, because I mean you've seen, as we've seen with Bianca Belair and Dutrop, you can just keep doing the spot over and over again. Yeah, but they can wrestle. Yeah, no, but the, as long as the crowd, as long as the commentators are like, "Oh my god, are you seeing this?" It's it feels like the first time every time. Liv Morgan took on Queen Zelina next, uh, but Carmella was being too sexy with Corey Graves. That distracted Zelina. Zelina lost. Queen Zelina is annoyed at Carmella for focusing too much on the reality show, not their tag title belts. Did you see my joke I made last week in the Raw review? No. Rhea Ripley's got herself a new Nikki A.S.H. in the form of Liv Morgan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does feel a bit of a step, like... Don't worry, we're giving you this excellent singles push now, Ripley. Lol, no, you're back into the tag <laughs> team again. Like, Rhea Ripley hasn't even made reference to the fact that she's a former tag team champion and was mm. tag team champion not that long ago and lost the belt. She has gone, she feuded with Carmella and Zelina Vega, lost her tag team, and is now just feuding with Carmella and Zelina Vega again with a different tag partner. It does feel like she's stuck on a treadmill. She is. Which is a shame because if I thought she had. She was getting pretty good off of the Royal Rumble showing, then the Elimination Chamber stuff. But no, yeah. no we're right back to something else. Still, uh, they're such good friends. <laughs> Who looks at Rhea Ripley and thinks, yeah, friendly person. Let's make her friends with all the other baby faces. She's terrifying. I know, but it's just... She's it, a bully. It's just got to give us something to do. I remember in NXT when... when you get those vignettes of Rhea Ripley or she'd come out for a match and I was legit like, oh my God, my lunch money. <laughs> she just felt like such a, a cool bully. Yeah. But no. Uh, we got the Seth promo, which we've already covered. Did you think it was weird that as Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan were celebrating, Rollins made his entrance? Yes. Because the segment before that was Kevin Owens, like Rollins telling Kevin Owens, I've got an idea for how I'm going to get onto WrestleMania. And then he comes out almost as if he's challenging Rhea Ripley. And I was like, is he going to insert himself into the women's tag title <laughs> match as well? Is that how he's getting on the cards? God, he really is desperate <laughs> for that spot. Uh, Mysterios took on the Hurt Business. The Mysterios won very easily this time. It was just a way to get over Miz and Logan Paul on commentary. Logan Paul nearly had a 619 hit on him, but Miz made the save. That's the big spot for Mania, is him getting the 619. Do you care about Logan Paul? I actually think he could be because he's you know he's very naturally unlikable mm. and I think he can talk I think he's got a great mind for self-promotion he's everything a do he's everything like a douchebag real life Miz he's the real life Miz yeah so I think it's it's this could be excellent but it's that they're, they're just making him fit in this non-talky just gurning off camera sort of role yeah I mean, I I couldn't give a flying fox about him. But like, you know, you don't like Logan Paul. No, no, it's not the case I don't like Logan Paul because I've never seen anything that he's done. 
So I don't think it's fair for me to say I don't like that man. I just I don't care about him. You're aware of the videos. I've never seen a video. Just I, the... I know that he once did a thing in Japan. That's yeah, like the forest the, thing. That is the extent. Like, if you ask me what his videos are, I would tell you he films things in forest in Japan. Mm -hmm. That's all of the videos he ever made because it's the only thing I know he ever did. And what's your impression of just knowing that one video of him? He's a twat. Yes. Okay, so imagine like all the people who know more about him than you do also think he's a twat. But why is he so popular then? Because people look, look well, at reality TV, the look Kardashians, at us. The Kardashians, yes. I guess, yeah. So I think there's a huge money to be made for building him up as this absolute twat on TV. You've normalised the word twat. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. And then, you know, effectively saying to people, hey, you're going to want to buy WrestleMania because we're going to put Logan Paul through a table. That's a huge selling point. Remember when they powerbombed Machine Gun Kelly? And he seems like a nice guy. Well, all I'm saying is that at least WWE have had the self-awareness this time to not present him as the babyface, which is what they tried last year. They're turning him babyface, I feel you it. You reckon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, he's kind of like, sometimes the Miz is going oh, full heel. Oh, you think he's going to turn on the Miz at Mania? Uh-huh. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Well, that's not going to get the reaction they want. Queen Charmel's going into the Hall of Fame. It's the WWE Hall of Fame. Are you, I mean, are you mad, upset, thoughts? All of that sort of indifference towards Logan Paul you have, <laughs> I have towards that. Yeah. If anyone is ever like, why aren't they in the Hall of Fame? Like, Char Queen Charmel's in the Hall of Fame. Look, she's done... It doesn't matter. She's done plenty in her career. And I think the re the prerequisite to be in the WWE Hall of Fame is, have you worked for WWE? And if the answer is yes, then the next step down is, and you get a Hall of Fame spot. Mm -hmm. uh, Edge came out next with new entrance music. So he is committed to this heel turn and the color blue. Yeah, it's He's a blue boy. It feels like Edge is like, you know, there's no Triple H anymore. So... <laughs> I'm going to take the gimmick of having the band that did my entrance music do my new entrance music, which is what Triple H did when he had uh, had bowed down to the king for like the authority and all that sort of stuff. And he's like, and you know, there's no Undertaker anymore. So I'm going to take the Phenom's blue lighting, and that's me now. I'm going to take both of those sort of legendary things, and I'm going to put them onto me. It does make it feel different. It does. Um, and I thought, and I same as last week's promo as well, I thought Edge was great. Apart from the phrase mountain of omnipotence, I love everything that he's doing here. And this was a you people promo. He explained his heel turn as being like, when I came back, I was so obsessed about pleasing you people that I wasn't the ultimate opportunist I knew I could be. And when I hit AJ Styles in the head with the concerto, that unlocked within me again. Yeah, I don't think this was a you people promo. It was a me person promo. Yeah, that's like, a good like, way. I'm, I'm the reason why like I'm not been as successful. I think my only criticism I have against this, and it's the same thing I had last week, is it's not advancing this story whatsoever. Like he came out here and he didn't add anything mm -hmm. new to the promo than what he said last week, which is I'm going to beat up AJ Styles at WrestleMania. All this was was to do the new entrance, and you could have done that last week, but they just did half of it last week, which was that. Metalinga started and then stopped halfway through, but he had all the blue lighting. I'm yeah, I I thought it was effective, uh, and AJ will be on Raw next week yeah. to answer him. I just wish that AJ hadn't been losing to a Moss uh, yeah. to, to hype this match up a little bit. Just wish Edge 
hadn't had an intergender tag feud with Miz and Maurice. Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop happened after that. We've seen it a hundred times in the last four months. It's still somehow good. Yeah, well, Dewdrop's great <laughs> and Bianca Belair's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Veer's still coming. He certainly um, is. But you see, like, I didn't know if this was new, but at the end, he's walking forward and then he shakes some trussing. <laughs> and it looks like that's what's blocking his path. <laughs> so I want the next coming soon vignette to be him, like, walking along. Oh, no, I'm stuck in some cement. I'm so glad that I do this show with you because you're the only person that can make me, like, I'm I'm over the Veer <laughs> Mahan is coming things. Like, I'm so over the joke now. But you find ways to to make me think it's funny again. Here's another pitch. Nikki A.S.H. Do drop the lasses. Insert them into the uh, women's tag title match. Or the last kicker? Is that already a thing? Yeah, that was Becky Lynch's name. That was Becky Lynch's name. It was one of the worst nicknames they've had in a while. The last kicker. I think last kicker works. Uh, The lasses. Yeah. Kilts. They both wear kilts. (laughs) Because, you know, they just don't feel Scottish enough right now. Oh, is that what... Oh, you think the problem is that they don't feel Scottish enough? Yeah. You're one of the Highlanders. And now being announced that they're coming out, like, how how much they weigh in stone. No, no, not that kind of Scottish. Like, inner city Glasgow. So, a, bu- a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's their word of choice. Is a bottle. A, br- a shattered bottle. A shattered bottle and a deep-fried Mars bar. Just throwing them. A pool cue. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Heroin needles. <laughs> Um, so this was good. It was uh, good. It, it was repetitive, but it was still very good. Oh, I still got into it. Everyone's updated you here. The lassies, the lassies. Yeah, lassie. Okay, yeah, also works. Uh, and Bianca won, hit the KOD, really cool. But then Becky attacked Belair afterwards, dressed entirely in gold. <laughs> And pilmanized her neck on the ring post. Oh, that was a really good angle. Yeah. And it really did a good job of advancing this storyline, um, which they didn't do last week. So mm-hmm. thumbs up from me. My favorite thing on the show, RK Bros title celebration. Randy Orton, the legend killer, has organized a birthday party for, Rand- uh, for Matt Riddle. But he's never done one before. <sighs> so he just didn't quite get it right. But because Matt Riddle is such a good friend. He's like, this is perfect. And it was genuinely so lovely. Randy's 100% turning on him at WrestleMania. No, 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 he isn't. No, they're too good. Like, they're building up so much that Randy Orton has said, he's my friend. And Randy Orton in this promo was like, you're my friend. You're the reason that I'm here now. And Randy Orton didn't want to have the match against the Street Profits. And Riddle talked him into it. I think he's oh, gonna... you think that's the motivation? Well, I think maybe, and there was a lot of stuff that Riddle kept doing during they were the first the tag titles first time round. Uh, that Randy was like, "We shouldn't do this," and Riddle kept doing it. I wonder if Randy RKO's him and lets the Street Profits pin him. Oh, that breaks my heart. I hope not. I think they're one of the rare acts that has actually gotten better in WWE because you think of everything WWE does. Initial promise, really exciting. Three months later, it's been flattened out. And RK Bro did kind of go through that period. But they've come out this year and have been one of the best things in the company. I am I I think I'm gonna say this. I'm more invested in Orton and Riddle's friendship than I was Omega and Hangman Page. Oh, get out. In terms of like 
I always was quite looking forward to Omega and Paige breaking up so they could have the match. I just don't want Riddle and Randy Orton to ever fall out. I was actually going to make the comparison a little bit because I was like, you could do the tease at WrestleMania of Orton turning on him with the RKO, but like, you know, like the hangman on the yeah. ring apron spot, Tony Schiavone. Oh, it's, oh I, th- I thought I saw something there, but I'm clearly mistaken. I think... That might be the most insane thing you've said on this show <laughs> in recent times, apart from Keith Lee is lost in the shuffle on AEW. I think, I think that, you know, I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm saying I was always looking forward to Hangman versus Omega, so I want kind of wanted them to break up. I just want Riddle and Randy to stay friends. Ollie's on the Nick Khan coin. He's a shill, <laughs> all right. That's a bad take. I'm done with Ollie. Good Lord, Ollie. Maybe I'll try some of these takes out on Twitter. How do you think that'll... Okay. It's got Louis work. <laughs> um Yeah, I actually think the way to do it now is Riddle turns on Randy. Randy was so over as a babyface as well. Like he is one of the most organically over babyfaces that they have. I would argue probably the only, mm-hmm. but apart from Brock, maybe organically over babyface that yeah, maybe Riddle should be the one to, to do the turn. But then like heal Riddle? Yeah, I don't know how you'd do it. But also, you know, does Randy really want to be turning? He has to make weed jokes every week. And it's like, <laughs> he loves doing that. Like, they got one in this episode. I've got this little baggie for you. I searched high and low for mm. it. Really good. So Street Profits come out. But I thought the Street Profits, Randy and Riddle interaction was fantastic. So good. This is the best the Street Profits, the Street Profits have been since they come up to the main roster. Because mm. they've just been quite like a watered down version of the street profits yeah and you're like you've always just been waiting for them to do something good and this was it like they got an amazing promo on these two and i thought randy orton like playing off them was so good it made them feel like a much bigger deal than they have done previously i thought this was awesome so riddle's like hey randy we've got to face someone at mania they did beat us two weeks ago so let's face these guys it's the right thing to do randy which it is And Randy's like, oh, you want me over Riddle? You're my best friend. Can't Uh, wait to turn on you. But what I think is working so well with the Street Profits is that they'll be serious. And in this case, a little bit of a dickhead. Because as Montez Ford is turning to leave, he's like, oh, just one more thing. Next time you throw a party, make sure it doesn't smell of ass or something. Yeah. Which is a a weird put down. I thought it was quite... I don't know. It sort of popped me a little bit, like because it was so childish. Yeah. Like, it's something you do except like Stifler in American Pie. Yeah. Ass, Bill, the ass. And Riddle's like, "What did you say about my friend Randy's party organizing?" And uh, Riddle was so hurt by that comment. But honestly, like I'm saying this, and it sounds out of context, like I'm taking the mick. But really, it was very emotionally investing. They played this so straight. Yeah, it was such a good performance from Riddle where he was like Tess I thought we were cool but mm. you can't be saying things like that to my best friend Randy Orton but it was so so good and it led to a match between Riddle and Ford which I was really looking forward to and I never really quite got to the levels that I thought it could do and that is because Africa Academy ran down and hit the uh, the DQ for the finish well, and I'm, I'm okay with that I think that furthers the tag division story keeps them all in the mix no one has to lose at this point which I get, but also I don't want it to be a triple threat tag match at Mania. Why not? Because I, I, as much as I love Alpha Academy and I want them to get the spot, I want I was into RK Bro versus the Street Profits mm-hmm. based off that segment, not 
Alpha Academy worming their way into it. Oh, well, see, I'm, you know me, TLC. <laughs> I'm into the three-way. Chuck a ladder in, But you've please. got one of those in the women's tag title picture. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, that's a good point. But I, yeah, I want a three-way. After that, they had just a beautiful tribute to Scott Hall. I can only think that they've had that in the can for a while, and they've just put some finishing touches on it in the day because the news didn't break until pretty much Raw was going on air. Yeah, I think as they have with probably everyone, mm. just got these video packages ready to go, like the, like the news does. Yeah, the 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 news just has a, an, a bit a video obituary of the Queen. They've had it for 20 years, yeah. and they up, it's someone's job to update it every three months. Yeah, the BBC had so it So it's for, good to go right away. It's, at, it's at, smart. Yeah, they had one for Brucey, because mm. they were like, don't know how much longer we've got with them, so let's put this together now so it's ready to go. It's cynical, but then you, you get stuff like this, and it's very, very sweet. Mm -hmm. it, was uh, a, it was so beautiful as well. It was really, really nice. And Corey Graves, on the verge of tip, I mean, pretty much did start crying, getting very emotional when he introduced the package very well done so well done wwe and the main event was kevin owens versus seth rollins which we've already talked about now i uh, what, what what would you give this show so pete and i got a bit of heat last week because we didn't enjoy raw and everyone's big criticism against us and our takes was that well the three-way tag title match was so good and that took up a more about an hour of the show. Mm. So I think the argument was a third of it was good and two thirds was <laughs> bad. Therefore, it was one of the best episodes of Raw this year. And sort of my argument I had against last week's show was that it didn't do anything. Like outside of that three-way tag match, every segment was just stuck in second gear, not moving forward. And it was just, it was a treadmill of an episode. This episode, when I got, I was going through all the images and stuff while I was getting ready for the thumbnail, and I was like, that segment furthered a storyline. That segment furthered a storyline. That segment furthered a storyline. Was everything great? No. Did a lot of it make sense? Not really. But at least it did things. <laughs> and it was an episode where I'm like, oh, cool. Stuff happened on it. And that's a major, like, that's a major step in the right direction as we head towards WrestleMania. I think the build for WrestleMania is very good, but at least it's moving. And so for me, I think this was so much better than last week's Raw. This might be one of the better Raws that we've had in a while. I'm still only giving it three out of five, sure. but I, it's better than the two out of five shows we've been getting recently. Um, everything that you just said, the reverse, I felt like bad stuff is worse than nothing stuff. And I think the Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Stone Cold storyline is so ridiculous. So not just like bad, but actively lessening the people involved which for me is always unforgivable i gave this 42 percent, i think which was actually my second lowest of the year for raw um yeah i thought it was a really bad episode but it was all right mm. that was perfectly fine Go over to Patreon because patreon.com forward slash restore. Correct. This week, Luke and I will be reviewing TNA Victory Road 2011, a very controversial show. Yep, you watched it yesterday. Um, and you said to me, he's like, oh, I watched it yesterday. I was like, what did you think? And you went, 
That was basically that was pretty much your take on the episode. Yeah, because the Jeff Hardy Sting match is the main event where Jeff Hardy's in no fit state to compete. Sting just rolls him up one two. Well, it kind of just pins him. Uh, it's, it's you know it's sad and depressing and makes you feel all these weird emotions. But I love Mr. Anderson. <laughs> Oh, you're that guy. Anderson. I always forget you're that guy yeah. that likes Mr. Anderson. I love Mr. Anderson. Re I forgot how much I love him. Wrestling's real. People are fake. I had that t-shirt. I know you did. You and Ken were the only people that owned one. Well, also, if you become a Patreon, you get a shout out on this very episode if you're $25 a month or more. So thank you to our wonderful pledge hammers, our savior, Brady Black. Bradley Black. Vito Ventura, Pet Detective. That's some good karma. Good dharma. Michael Jensen, Radio. Have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. The Wrestling Life. Ar Ari and Sh Shifra, The Booze Awaits. Who Wants to Walk with Daniel Elias Chrysler? You'll never get this name right, you idiots. Matthew Zimjewski. Angelic Angelo Macado. This is some kind of Patreon shout out. Nate, drop surname. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on Tuesday, the 15th of March, Willie Big E Singleton. Thank you very much, everybody who is a member over there. It's the best way to support us. Sometimes people are like, hey, what's the best way to support your channel? Do I become a member? Do I do this over there? Uh, I always say, it's Patreon. And I am stalling for time. Charles so can... Burgess. <laughs> Charles Burgess. Last week, I made the claim that Raw and SmackDown are the worst. Luke disagreed, saying it's just boring. So I propose a question for Luke. What TV show that's currently airing has worse writing, characters, and pacing than a Vinnie Mac production? The question may arise, Charles, if it sucks, why do you watch it? Well, kind person who asked that, I'll tell you. <laughs> a lot of people on that roster are incredibly talented, and I want to see those people be successful and reach their potential. I don't think that answers why you watch it, though. I think it's more that you, you've always watched it. Yeah. That's certainly the reason I would still watch it. And it's our job. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't watch Raw. Nope. I'd watch the pay-per-views. I'd watch clips on you. I'd still keep up with it, though. Yeah. So the, the, why would you still keep up with it? Uh, well, I because I've always done that. Like, I've always listened to <coughs> Wrestling Observer Radio. Like, I've listened to Wrestling Observer Radio, like, every Tuesday morning for 15-odd years mm. or whatever it is. So that would just remain part of my Tuesday morning routine. I think Charles is right, though, in that I would... Would I be keeping up with WWE stories? No. I'd be following the people I liked. Yeah. So I'd be seeing what Kevin Owens is up to. I'd see what Seth Rollins is up to. Uh, but to answer the original question of like what TV show that's currently airing has worse characters, writing or pacing, I don't know, but I don't <sighs> watch anything. Like I've heard Bridgerton's very bad, but... Yeah, but I think it's at least it makes sense. Yeah. I, d I would be surprised if there's anything just fundamentally worse on TV than, than WWE. But I just think, like, the, I, as I, I stand by my argument, I just think they're boring shows. But it doesn't make sense. Like, it, it does fail a lot at the basic requirements of narrative storytelling. Yeah, but it's lost. And people still watched it. 
and you people had their sort of like you know they were fans of it and they were detractors of it there are lots of shows that have got badly written mm. tv like characters and writing and storylines and plots and stuff that make no sense and people be like that's terrible and it makes no sense but they still watch it i would say wwe's worse than those you say wwe's worse than lost yes i don't think i can go that far <laughs> Uh, Tem Rizza, so happy that Edge has kept it in the Alter Bridge family. An incredible song, The Other Side. Miles Kennedy and Slash's fourth album just came out. It is incredible, Luke. Check it out. Give it six months. KO, Zayn, Styles, Ballot and Ricochet will be mid. FTF. I'm, I'm, I'm not a Guns N' Roses fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheen, Sh- Sean Nolan? How do you say that? Cayenne, maybe? Cay- no, I think it's... Well, maybe, whatever it is. Uh, really enjoying the build for Becky versus Bianca, especially Becky's storytelling. I just hope Bianca is allowed to sell the assault next week. No smile, no hair twirling. Be angry. Please be angry. By the way, the GM mode stuff on Parts Fun Known is great. Thanks. Thank you for watching. We've been very much enjoying making it. Yeah, I. you can always tell when a wrestler involved in a storyline is involved in it creatively themselves. Because I think they Becky clearly has some form of I'm involved in the creative of this because her storylines are always just so Mm -hmm. much better than anything else that happens on the show. Opinionated movies. Fantasy booking. Next week on Raw, Rollins issues an open challenge. The first guy from the back who comes out to face Rollins at Mania gets to face Rollins at Mania. Cody chants ensue. Really milk that. Then out comes Veer. You look like you're into that. (laughs) <laughs> Griffo Chaz. Next week, Rollins announces an open challenge for Mania. Then Carmelo Hayes loses the North American title at Stand and Deliver and answers Rollins' challenge on Sunday and beats him while getting heat because it's not Cody. Hayes becomes the main roster heel he needs to be. I don't think he would get the heat there, though. The w- company would, yeah. Yeah, WWE would get the heat there. It's kind of like um, the Jinder Mahal arguments. Jinder never got heat as a heel champion. Mm-hmm. WWE got heat for making him a champion. Mr. Kajili. Hi, guys. Another Alexa Blissless Raw. You feel Rhea is going nowhere right now. At least she's got a match. You're shocked Seth has no match yet. He's not the only huge star without one, and WWE seems to be booking tag and mid-card titles this week. R.I.P. Scott. Yeah, they brought her back with no plan. Yeah. She'll probably... I, I imagine she'll be a Raw after Mania. Well, that was what the thing. original story was, is that they had filmed enough segments, or they had filmed enough segments to last for a certain amount of weeks, and then they were just airing them in small chunks to extend it out to WrestleMania and then bring her in the Raw after Mania. J.S. Wooten. Never forget that Logan Paul's Suicide Forest video led to YouTube's monetization changes happening that screwed over wrestling YouTube till this day. So, in short, screw Logan Paul. Also, Veer is tall and handsome and trapped in an Ikea. Dad and Ollie hates Hangman. Whoa, oh, ha- whoa. Don't lump me in with this one. Hangman's my champion. He's my champion. Mr. Gajilli again. One more. WWE will book the undercard and pre-show matches next week at this point. I feel Alexa should go for either Mandy Rose becoming Grand Sand champion or her dream match with Trish as the Battle Royal as she's above it unless it's for a title shot. I mean, I think she'll be in the Battle Royal. I I don't think they've got any plans for her. If if they had plans for her, she wouldn't have come out in her Fiend gimmick at uh, Elimination Chamber. Talis P. Does Edge's new theme sound like the old Raw is War music to anyone else? Absolutely not. I don't think so. I remember there is only one space for one probably five-minute talk show on the premium live event. 
that's spread across two days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Chris Petro has been a, lem- a member for 11 months in a row. He said, uh, hey, lads, I hope you're doing well today. I saw the KO video last night posted online, and I feel bad for the talent with those recaps. You all right? Yeah, you- I haven't got that, chat. Uh, if you go press out, maybe go back, it might. Um, have you seen the video of Kevin, Kevin Owens? Owens? Yeah, where he said, why are we watching <clears throat> this? This just happened. I, I do want to put, oh, yeah. I do want to put over WWE's editing team, though. They got that, like, ed- not not just, like, here's a clip of what happened earlier. It was a proper promo edited with music, slow motion, zooms in, for something that happened an hour ago. Mm. They're very good. Uh, Charles Berg said, Scott Hall was a man who overcame his demons and past trauma and a legend of this wacky industry that we all love. He was a kind-hearted prankster. One particular rib that makes me laugh is he would put locks through people's button-down shirts. <laughs> I I cannot recommend enough uh, the resurrection of Jake the Snake Mm. documentary because it's not I mean obviously the Jake stuff in there is great but Scott's in it a lot as well and yeah man it was like it's tough to watch but knowing that he comes out on the other side like I was saying this to Andy earlier like I'm just glad that he got to live out his final years in a good place because it could have been much worse yeah yeah, there was a lot of times where you're like, oh, he's, he's not going to last. But then he, he did get through it, and he, he had a second chance, really. DDP is better than all of us. Uh, Ten Rosa said, hey, yo, Chicos. All the love and thoughts to Hall's family and friends. Love to the big guy. Thank you for all you have done for us. For Raw, my God, Cody being a heel to get us watch Raw is just, <laughs> just so sick. He joking. Can't wait for Dynamite. It's going to be fun. It was love to the bad guy. Not the big guy. I just oh sorry, just right. for Scott. There. You're absolutely right. Sorry, I misread. Um, Taylor Cannon. It's been a member. Oh, he's now just become a member. And Nate S said next. Ollie is going to say he's more emotionally invested in Clifford the Big Red Dog than on your left in Endgame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any debate. Uh, you haven't got this. It's just come through. Some stupid punk member for nine months. Do. Oh, you do. Well, do you mind, do you mind if I? <laughs> Uh, some stupid punk has been a member for nine months in a row obligatory what the heck does ollie's ratings <laughs> even mean message in any case show sounded at best mid two out of five at most uh thank you all so much for your generous generous ultra chats here uh, as a reminder as well tomorrow's nxt is a new era of nxt reviews here you almost call it our 2.0 of nxt but as good but good, yes. Uh, it's being moved to a slightly later time slot as well as we bring in our brand new hosting lineup of Saturn SP3. Tomorrow it's going to be Tempest and Sat reviewing the show. Uh, and it's on at 6 p.m. GMT, 2 p.m. Eastern, and 11 a.m. Pacific. Just subscribe, enable notifications, and you'll know when it goes live. Andy, which is titled Ghostbusters, so immediately drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Said, I'm currently on holiday in Dubai, traveled over with my family from the UK, whilst my sister traveled over from Australia, bringing my eight month old niece, wow. who none of us have met until a few hours ago, but will be catching up on the podcast while I'm here. Anyway, on the plane ride over, I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife and wanted to know your thoughts. Is it normal to have tears at the ending? Or is it just purely down to the attitude and rum and cokes that I was, uh, that I was a blubbering mess? Regards, Andy. 
yeah, you can, you're always going to be in a more emotionally fraught mindset if you're watching it on a plane. That's exactly it. The, the cabin pressure of mm. it does make your eyes uh, leak a little bit more than they might normally do. I cried watching Straight Outta Compton when I was on a plane. <laughs> I think I cried. What's the Will Ferrell and uh, who's the annoying short guy who's with the... Ke- Kevin Hart. Oh, he's not actually annoying. He's, get, I think he's get very hard? good. Yeah, something like that. And just a little bit where they have to rediscover their friendship of each other and what really matters. Yeah, a little tear came out. But at the same time, I was also in an emotional mess watching Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm. Uh, watched it recently again because I bought it on multiple formats. Uh, and I watched it on DVD because uh, I'm old school. What is wrong with you? Well, I, well how else am I going to watch it? And on, on Blu-ray? Well, I don't have a portable Blu-ray player, oh, so God. I had to watch it on... <laughs> To watch it on my portable DVD player on my laptop, mm-hmm. plugged into a TV. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a, you're right. That's a much better way of going about it. Well, how else am I supposed to do it? I guess you would get the streaming version. But I've already bought it on physical media. Do you not also collect all the online versions? Well, no, because I can't look at those, can I, on a shelf? <laughs> Digital and that's download why code. NFTs won't work. <laughs> Have you noticed that NFT chat has really quietened down since the uh, the, the Russian war? What are you he's saying? It's it's all part of it. Just say that you know, <laughs> you just you're not hearing celebrity talking about NFTs quite so much anymore, are you? It's all metaverse now. I don't. I think that's also down as well. I think the none of the Russian money's not in it anymore. Mm. I'm just saying NFTs are a scam. That's all. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm just saying. saying. I'm just, just saying what we're all thinking. We're all thinking it. Everyone is so they're going. He won't really talk about NFTs much anymore, yeah. do they? I think they do, though. Do they? Yeah, yeah, all the time. We were talking about it this morning. WWE have just launched their one. Yeah, but that's just WWE being six months behind the curve on something. My personal hero, Bob Iger, former CEO of Disney, has just announced his new company, and it is a Metaverse Avatar project, (laughs) and I'm so disappointed. So, yeah, people are still, unfortunately, on that bandwagon. Yeah, well, we'll see. Could I I just... uh, bring up dubai as a holiday destination you certainly can do <laughs> which because that makes it sound like it was actually a, a midway meeting point to see the niece yeah i find dubai or abu dhabi is abu dhabi abu dhabi <laughs> is who's so- abu dhabi <laughs> he's the new signee in nxt <laughs> estate agents that's where they're going on holiday <laughs> all of them together i'm not saying it's a bad place to go to but if so many estate agents go on holiday to one place would you want to go on holiday there too now listen i've seen a lot of controversial things (laughs) on this podcast already um i don't think i'd want to go to a place where estate agents would go to no Mm. not saying that all estate agents are terrible people but i've never met one i liked yes yeah 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 you as an individual if you're listening and you're an estate agent We'll probably get on great. Oh, God, but... <laughs> your profession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my neighbours have actually just come back from Dubai. What are they like? They're actually really, really lovely. They're really, really nice. They moved over there. Like In their words, they went over there to work for six months and came back 11 years later. Okay, well, that's different. That's not a holiday. That's mm. a, we're going to you know, take advantage <laughs> of tax breaks and a very cheap way of uh, living if you've got a tech job out there. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Thank you. Um, I think I had a, a, 
an online doctor's appointments day <gasps> to ask for hay fe- the strong hay fever meds. Oh, yeah. You think it's, it's season time? Well, I sneezed over the weekend, and she said... <laughs> I sneezed once. I was like, oh, crap. Oh, oh no. Here it comes. Close all the windows. <laughs> and uh, she said, you are the first person of the season. <laughs> <laughs> but you just sneezed. I did, but I sneeze a lot anyway. No, you don't. I do. I don't think you sneeze a lot. No, I feel like I do sneeze a you lot. You might have the Rona. We're not testing for it anymore. Are we not? Well, who is? I do. Every morning. Yeah. Oh. I thought it was just a response. Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> Andy was talking about having a conversation with you about buying our lap flow test mm. because we can't get them for free. It's a cold now. <laughs> we fixed it. What Everyone's triple vaxxed. It's, it's fine. I um, had it. That was the big turn <laughs> for me. That's exactly what Andy said. I was like, well, I've had it now, so yeah. I'm going to come in regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as I got it, I ceased to care about the threat. <laughs> when I realised... Still getting that FOMO. Never got it. Um, I was going to make a badge of honor. I was going to make a point about my neighbors coming back from uh, Dubai. Um, oh, no, that was it. What I was going to say was um, I have spent uh, about 24 ish hours in Dubai. That is the, the, the most. That was I your know. porno. <laughs> I literally I flew, uh, I went overnight on an overnight uh. flight to go work in events, and my flight was delayed. So I landed about an hour before the event started. So I actually flew all over, like throughout the night, got into a taxi, went straight to the event. I didn't sleep on the plane ride at all either because I was so nervous about the the event. And uh, and then I worked the event and I got my taxi back to the the hotel. But because I hadn't checked in in the morning, they didn't think I was going, so they cancelled my room. Oh no! Luckily, they had another room available for me. And I know I'm not unsurprised they didn't have a room for me because I was basically on the outskirts of Dubai. Like people, you know, people talk about this like rolling metropolis and it's just like skyrise buildings and this that, and the other. I was sat about uh, next to an abandoned car park, like multi-story Ooh. car park thing, and it was all burnt down and everything. And then was it just de- does it just stop like in a video game yeah. map? And oh then yeah, it's desert, desert. Now it was all that was there. Hmm. Uh, so I don't think I really got to fully experience Dubai because then I woke up the following morning and went back to the event. Worked there a little bit more and then got my train uh, taxi back to the airport and flew home again. So I have not really seen Dubai or any estate agents there either. Oh, they're there. <laughs> well, that is all we've got time for on this edition of the podcast. Get your emails into support at wrestletalk.com. Uh, who's on the show tomorrow? It's uh, Tempest Ted- and SB3, I think. It is. Or, or is it? I think it's actually Tempest and Sat tomorrow Ooh. on the NXT podcast. And then Ollie and I will be back to do the AEW Dynamite review on Thursday, the show that Ollie hates. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.